Well, hello. Hello, 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 and hi. Well, <laughs> yes, I just did a groin stretch, okay? Sometimes you just got to stretch. Sometimes, I mean, every guy knows that, in, especially like in public or just when you're sitting down for a very long time, you look around and you're saying to yourself, is anybody looking at me? Okay, no one's really looking at me. I'm going to try to do either like a subtle stretch of a stretch of a groin muscle stretch, you know, where your leg extends and then you like lean to the side. And sometimes if you're lucky, you hear a little pop. It feels so good. And then if you're a guy, I mean, there's some stuff that gets stuck to your leg sometimes and then it just gets unstuck and it's beautiful. Um, if there are kids listening to this right now, hey, Hey, this is a this is this is what it is. This is what I feel like talking today. Well, there's actually a lot of talking points. Anyway, well, hello, 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 and hi. What up, crew? How's it go, my crewmates? How's it go? My name is Jonathan Garano, and welcome to another episode of the Bottle Club. As you can see right now in this moment, uh, or as you're listening to this, I'm doing this episode alone. So here we are. Here we, I'm doing this alone. This is kind of weird, dude. Um, should I drink a little glass of water? Mmm. Ah, delicious. Um, you know, before we get to kind of like the stories right now, there's something that's like on my mind, and it's not really something on my mind, but I'll, I'm going to let you know. So in, in February of this year, and I don't know why I'm telling you this story right now, and this is not even in the talking points. I wanted to talk about a lot about like first date stories and things, but this is just like a three, two-minute synopsis of my life right now. So in February, my grandmother passes away from, you know, the sickness, the, the thing that has flooded the world of the pandemic, right? The, the flu that's not a flu, the flu 19. Because if I say the other word, then this, this entire podcast gets demonetized, and we don't want that. And I don't know if you know this about me, but for the last, you know, so many years of my life, I've been really working hard in the digital media space. It all started with me managing the great simple pickup, these guys that go out and, you know, teach men about lifestyle and they have these like funny little pickup uh, YouTube and I helped grow them from zero, sorry, from 80,000 subscribers to 1.3 million subscribers um, in in about like less than two years. Um, help Fuzi to Vitali, Lof, um, what he even worked with Just Kidding Films at one point, oh, just for like a couple videos, which transitioned me, of course, into, you know, being in the game. I mean, there's a lot of stories. If you listen to the other podcasts from the weekend to the chain smokers to growing Facebook pages all the way to, to, to being in companies. And the number one reason why I myself wasn't super successful. Like I have all these friends, all of these clients, all of these brands that I've helped grow into the millions of followers or make a lot of money. That's right. If you check my Instagram right now, a lot of amazing creators follow me. It's because, you know, I've developed relationships with them or I've helped them in such a way. And every single night, not every single night, but every month, I would look in the mirror and I would say, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? You know, why? 
Why haven't I quote unquote made it? My friends would sit me down and be like, Jonathan, you have to post more content. Jonathan, if you could do this for us, you need to do this for yourself. And the biggest reason why was I had a gambling problem. My gambling problem destroyed my relationships with girls that I had, relationships with my friends, but more importantly, the relationship for myself to be successful in in such a way. And you can say, you can blame my mental health issue with my manic depression and PTSD because whenever I felt depressed or sad or stressed out or thinking about the past events of my life that brought me trauma, my escape wasn't my sibling. My, my escape wasn't my friends because I was too anxious and too scared to go up to them and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with right now. I mean, I'm the oldest of six. I'm the oldest of seven kids. That means I have six younger siblings and I have to be the strong one. And so I never really turned to anybody and I went straight to gambling and it was just the worst. I don't know if you know this, but gambling is the out of the top five addictions in the world. It's number two. And I lost so much money. My game was blackjack. My game was poker. And I lost. I calculated it. Throughout my time of gambling, I've probably lost around $400,000. I repeat, through gambling, I've lost around $400,000 to a point where in 2016, I had to file for bankruptcy. Really, like, my life, it's just... And I, I caught, like it was, like, very swingy. And the best year of my life was 2017 where I didn't gamble at all. And I went from a massive car accident where I nearly lost lost my life in February of 2017. And because I didn't gamble, by the end of the year, I was working at this company with uh, like amazing coworkers who are my friends to this day. And I learned so much in digital marketing, in the ad space, in DTC, direct-to-consumer you know, really named made a name for myself in 2017 because I didn't gamble. And then, of course, I relapsed and everything went to shit afterwards. But it destroyed my life. And so here it is, February. My grandmother passes away. And at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, man, I really want to do my own thing. I really want to start a podcast. I really want to get back on my YouTube channel. I really just want to do what I've been passionate about for myself for the last, what, nine years of, of, of being in the digital media space? And yet, I looked at my bank account and I was running out of money. I was running out of money. Like to a point where um, like I had to move back home for a little bit. Um, okay, I'll just be very honest with you. I had around like $300 in my bank account in February with 2000 No, with about $6,000 in credit card debt. This is in February, okay? And so the only thing that I needed to do the only, the only, the next step, yes. And the reason why is because even though I had my own business where I had clients, right? 
And each job that I would get, they would pay me like $5,000 or $6,000 here or $3,000 here because I'm a creative director. And when you're in, in the ad space, there's just so much money because so many clients look at your talent and they go, here's $5,000, make me a commercial, right? So I would do that every single month and it was exhausting. But I would always take that money after I paid rent, after I paid my expenses. And instead of paying off my debt, I would go gamble it all the way. So here I am, it's February, and in January of this year, I decided just to take a break because I was like extremely exhausted doing commercials, extremely exhausted working with clients. And I thought to myself, all right, the remainder $5,000 in my January bank account, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna save it up and I'm gonna start and do my own thing with it. But guess what? At the end of January, I gambled it all away again. So here I am, $300 in my bank account. My grandmother passes away, and I think, okay, I'm just going to apply to some jobs. And I get this job as um, like a brand influencer, you know, strategist at this company called Stizzy, which is this weed company. And I get it, and I have this gut feeling that this corporate job doesn't mesh with my experience, or I mean, it, it does mesh with my experience. Like they would, like I am, like qualified, maybe even like overqualified for this position. And I and I get the job, and there's a vibe that I'm like, I don't know, if, like I don't smoke weed, I don't know if cannabis is right for me. But I have to take it, you know, because the money is good. Well, the money is enough. It's like $85,000 a year. That was the starting salary for me. And I get the job. And I'm about to start like a week after my grandmother passes away. So she passes away. We're setting up the, the funeral arrangements and everything. And I'm living at home. And I get the letter, like, congratulations, you know, we would love to hire you. Here's your salary. Please sign all the documents. Get ready. You begin work next week. And I go into my brother's bedroom at my mother's home. And I break down and I cry. I just cry. And I go... Grandma, I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry that I disappointed you. I'm so sorry that I disappointed in my that I disappointed myself. I am so sorry that I let you down. I am so sorry that I let myself down that I'm in this position of my life where I have to yet again do something work at something that I do not want to do. And this is what I believe. Like, this is really strange to say because, you know, nothing is beneath me. I will do Uber. I will, you know, pick up trash to make money. I still do this today. I still do Facebook Marketplace. I'm always finding ways to make that extra dollar, and I'll do it. Like, nothing is beneath me, but for some reason... 
doing this corporate job, I had this like inkling inside my head that this is just going to delay, delay my true passion of wanting to make sure that I'm making this podcast, making content, you know, striving to be that YouTuber that people wanted me to be so many years ago. It was just another delay. It was just like another excuse. Like I would rather be an Uber driver and then also um, do this podcast. Well, I, I tried that, but I collapsed because I overworked myself. I would do like Uber 12 hours a day and then uh, because you need to make like, you know, $250 and then I would try to do a YouTube uh, video editing and then one day I just fainted and then I just said, okay, I just need to focus on one thing. But so here I am. Get the letter, $85,000 a year, the salary position. I'm in my brother's bedroom and I'm just breaking down with my to my grandmother saying, I disappointed you. I am so sorry that I have to take this job because of my stupid gambling issue. And I have to delay my dreams once again. I have to delay my dreams once again. And there's no shame in that because... Yes, you, you like I need I need to do this. Like I need to make this amount of I need to make money to pay for this LA apartment that I live in. I need, you know, to eat food. I, I have bills to pay. And for some reason at that moment, I'm like, okay. All right, Jonathan, I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna be completely transparent when I do this job. I'm gonna work from eight to six do my very best. And then when I'm done, I'm going to do this podcast and I'm going to focus on this podcast and I'm not going to gamble. and I'm not going to do anything. So from February all the way to April, I made this like fucking promise that at the end of the workday, I don't care how tired I was, I was going to work on this podcast. And I did just that. It was exhausting it was just unbearable at times. The job did not, like we did not mesh well with each other too because their culture did not mesh with my culture. They thought that I couldn't do something that I was trained to do. Like they were, they were saying, hey, we do micro-influencing strategy. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I've been doing since 2017. But I, you know, I, I wasn't really vocal. I wasn't, I'm not really... At a job, I would love my work to speak for itself, and yet, for some reason, I wasn't performing the way that I was performing because I was just thinking about this podcast and the content that I wanted to do. And so then in April, through the stress, through the, through, I can't believe I'm telling you all of this, through the stress of what I was going through, I gambled yet again. I gambled a week before April 20th. In fact, I actually gambled twice during its dizzy. Wow. And I had like a three-month trial period with Stizzy. And I remember this clearly, like throughout April... I would see the CEO who I used to have like meetings with, but not anymore. And my manager, and they would be talking in the corner of the room. And because it's glass, they would 
constantly like look at me and then look back as they were having their own little conversation and I could tell they were talking about me. I wasn't performing at the highest level. You know, our culture didn't match. I'm not going to get into it because, you know, I wrote like an NDA. I'm going to scratch my nose for a second. My nose itches. Um, and so I gambled and in, even though I gambled, luckily I, I had like some money saved up because I was like saving money. And my manager calls me in and I already know what's up because my team, they were elsewhere. I think, I think they were in Arizona. I was still in LA and I walk in my nose itches again. Shit. Sorry guys. We're real on this podcast. Um, I walk in to the office and HR is there and I already know I've been fired multiple times before. And she goes, I'm, I'm let, uh, sorry to let you know that we cannot continue after this trial period. And I just looked at her and I'm like, it makes sense. I totally understand it. Let me just pack up my things. Um, here's all the information that I have so far. And you have a beautiful day. And you know what's really fascinating is I didn't cry. I didn't break down at all. It was at that moment that I was just thinking about February where I had to take this job. And when I cried in February, I think I got that inspiration to say, I know for certain that working at Stizzy wasn't going to work out. And so I saved enough money throughout the time, even though I did gamble that one, one or twi- two times, save enough money that when the opportunity that I had with Stizzy would be gone, like I was already planning that I wouldn't continue it, that I would have enough money to go 100% on the pursuit of this creator life. Like I was banking that, okay, I was just, I was getting paid this much money. And in my mind, I was like, okay, for some reason, I know it's not going to work out, even though I'm going to put a lot of effort into it. And therefore, because of it, I would have at least maybe like five to $6,000, you know, saved up. And then as soon as I got let go, you know, I, I didn't do unemployment. I, I, as soon as I got let go, um, a client reached out to me to do another commercial. So that was like an extra two to $3,000. My nose itches, God, I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know. I was going to talk about so many different things, and yet I'm talking about this. Hopefully this is some sort of like giving you value of some sort. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so I get fired, but I don't want to make the same mistake. And I don't know if you believe, so in, 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 in your addiction, right, you have to think of like a higher power, some higher power that you're thinking of that can keep you on the, the straight line. And my higher power is my grandmother, someone that I pray to, someone that I care for, someone that I think about often. And so on April 20th, because I wanted to do this full time, because I want to make sure that I'm not making the same mistakes as last time. What I did was I talked to my sponsor and he said, I would love for you to write a goodbye letter to your advice. I repeat, to write a goodbye letter to your 
vice. So I took out a piece of paper and I wrote, Dear Gambling, Dear Gambling, Thank you so much for all the great times. And I went on and on for a page about how beautiful the experience, you know, having fun with random individuals, uh, you know, taking in money, doing all these uh, tricks on the poker table. And then I wrote in big, bold letters, but fuck you. Fuck you for destroying my life. Fuck, I could have had sex with so many different women, but instead I was gambling. I had a great relationship with this beautiful, charismatic, empathetic woman, and because of gambling, I destroyed that. I lost trust with some of my siblings because of my gambling. I lost trust with some of my friends because of my gambling. And I took that piece of paper, and now it's like slammed on my door in my closet. So every time I wake up, Oh, yeah, that's right. I sleep in a closet because I have to keep myself motivated. Every time I wake up, that's like one of the first things I see and I'm reminded about it, why I don't do my vice. And guys, it's literally paid off. It's paid off. You have no idea. I mean, well, I can't get into it because of like NDA, but basically... At the end of September, I will explain everything because that's when the contract and the NDA ends. But I closed basically a six-figure deal. A six-figure deal because of what I do on the internet. And it feels so good. And the first thing I did was as soon as I received that, I broke down and I cried. I don't know. Maybe I cry too much. Like when I got a thousand YouTube subscribers, by the way, like and subscribe. Don't forget. Uh, leave a five star rating if you can um, on Apple Podcasts. But as soon, like I cried when I got a thousand YouTube subscribers because you put in the work. Like you're you're doing the podcast every day. You're doing clips every day. You're you're obsessing over it. You're thinking to yourself, what are the stories and the subjects that I can talk about to make sure that this gets pushed out to the world, right? That this is quality content for not only myself, but for everyone that's listening. Man, this is confession time. What the fuck, dude? So when I received that contract for that six-figure deal, holy fucking shit. Like, I just... I looked up to my grandmother and I said, hopefully you're proud of me now. Oh my God. Hopefully you're proud of me, grandma. My grandmother is such a beautiful woman. She, of course, had her flaws. I don't know why I'm crying. I'm sorry, guys. My grandmother was 88 years old. She was my favorite. When I was little, so my grandmother's Filipino. And um, she wasn't the best of cooks, right? But she was Filipino. Which means that when you 
Filipino grandmothers like this. When you enter into a door, the first thing that they... My, I can't believe I'm mumbling. Filip, Filipino grandmothers are amazing. Because this is what happens. When you walk into a door, Filipino grandmothers will look you up and down. And the first thing that will come out of their mouth is usually, have you been eating for some reason? I don't know why. I could have even a little belly or whatever. The first thing that always comes out of a grandmother's mouth is, have you eaten? You look hungry. All the time. I would walk in, you look hungry. And then she would pull you in and she would start cooking and um, she would have eggs and rice and lechon and it was delicious. And it, well, actually it wasn't that delicious because my grandmother couldn't cook that well, but it was there. The food was there. And then if you try to leave, she would pack it up into little foils and say, take this with you, eat this in your car. I'm like, grandmother, how can I eat rice in the car as I'm driving? And she goes, eat it with your hands. Here's some napkins. Okay, I'll do that. You know, one time, uh, my brother and I, uh, we, he, he's a singer, and he wanted to audition for like American Idol, and I'll always remember this. And we had to wake up, and we wanted to wake up at 3 a.m. so that way we could drive from my grandmother's place to the audition because we wanted to get there at 4 a.m. before the line, you know, um, got filled up. And we woke up at 3, we got changed, we were about to go, and my grandmother goes, wait, before you go out, please eat. So she cooked at 4 a.m., and it took her an entire hour, and we had to eat, and she just sat there making sure that we put food into our mouths, and by the time we left, it was already like 4.45, so when we arrived at the audition place, it was close to 6, and the, the line was booked. We couldn't even get in. But that's my grandmother for you, always making sure that you had food in your belly. Filipinos, you know? She would always look at me <laughs> one time. Um, so I don't dress really well. I, I, I walked in the house and we're about to leave. And I'm like, Grandma, did you like my outfit? I'm wearing like really baggy shorts. I'm wearing a torn up T-shirt. And she goes, you know, people are going to be asking me, who is that boy? And I'm going to be saying, I don't know who he is. Because you do not know how to dress. <laughs> but that's like the beautiful thing about her is that she's always watching you. Always watching you to either compliment you or to give you some sort of criticism, you know? And it's always made out of love. The best advice that I always get from her is she would, she would walk and she would see a penny. I don't know why I'm telling you about my grandmother, but she would, she would walk and she would see a penny and she would pick it up and she would put it into her pocket and she goes, a money saved, sorry, a penny saved is money earned. And I was like, God damn it, grandma, you motherfucker. That's so fucking genius, right? Um, but I think I miss her a lot because... When I made my first YouTube video in 2014, she was the first person. Oh my God. When I made my first YouTube channel, a first YouTube video on my YouTube channel in 2014, she was the first person that saw it. And she, 
you know, she's a she's an elderly woman, and she had no idea what the fuck this was. But she goes, you know, great job, Jonathan. And and to get that from an Asian grandmother, holy shit! God bless America. Round of applause. That's like if a white person gave a parade for their son. Okay. Oh God. I wanted to talk about love stories, but let me tell you like a last story about my grandmother. Guys, I'm so sorry. This is, I don't know what's going on. Um, Hopefully you enjoy this podcast episode. I don't even know if I'll do well. Probably not. But hey, who fucking cares? I'm doing this episode alone and I feel good about it. Um, So many years ago, uh, my grandmother gave me a call. She's like, hi, Jonathan. And I'm like, hey, Grandma. She's like, it's Grandma Vi. I'm like, oh, hey, Grandma Vi. Of course, I know your voice. Who else would it be when on my phone it says Grandma Vi? Anyway, she goes, how do you print something from the computer? She's like, I wrote something on the Microsoft Word document like you told me to, and I wanted to print it out because I want to show my friends. And I'm like, okay, Grandma, this is what you do. Are you near the computer? Are you near the computer? I would scream, are you near the computer? She's like, yes. I'm like, okay. Do you see the mouse? She's like, yes, I'm holding the mouse. All right, I want you to scroll up. Do you see a word that says file? She's like, okay, I see the word that says file. She clicks on it. She clicks print. And there's an error. She's like, it's not working. And I'm like, oh, my God. Scratching my head. I'm about to fucking scream here. I'm like, wait a minute. Is your printer even connected to the computer? And she's like, what do you mean? And oh my God, guys, my crew, my fucking beautiful, amazing people that are listening to this podcast. I kid you not, it took me an entire hour to tell this 70-something-year-old woman to take a USB cord, plug it in the back, then take it and plug it into the computer Press printer, power on on the printer. Find the printer file on the PC and click print for the paper to come out. And I'm just doing this from memory on the phone. It literally took about an hour, but here's the fun part. As soon as the paper started printing, you could hear her voice jump in the air. She started like bouncing up and down, like, ah, Jonathan, it's printing, it's printing, it's printing. And I was like, ah, Grandma, it's printing, it's printing, it's printing. It's one of those moments that I, that I will always cherish. The printer story, the food, and of course, a penny saved is money earned. Ah. Uh, the Grandma Chronicles. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna do a disrespectful sip of the water. I don't know. I, there's a. There's always people that say that, um, who get like into car accidents, or their life goes to zero. Like they have like a near death experience. Or they get arrested. You know, they're on their low. And for some reason, that's kind of their buildup to somehow be successful. And I realized that's not for me. That, that's, that's not for me. 
I've had near-death experience. I mean, in February of 2017, I got into a massive car accident that nearly killed, like, I, I could have died. I've been broke several times. I've slept behind dumpsters. I've been homeless. But every single time, I still went back to my vice. I still made the same mistakes. I still did not improve myself. Maybe for a month, maybe for a week. You know, there's, I've never gone a month without gambling. Well, except for 2017, like I stated. But I mean, when, I, when it was in 2017, there was never a moment in my life where I went over 30 days of not gambling. And what I realize is that when you're doing something that is beyond yourself, when you're doing something greater than your own personal gain, for some reason, for me anyway, I get happier. For some reason, there seems to be purpose in my life. Yeah, granted, granted you, like, it, it's hard, right? Because then if you're, if you're doing something for someone else, right? If you're doing something for the purpose of appeasing everybody, then what ends up happening is if you don't get the response that you think you'll get, then you can definitely get into a state of depression. And I get that. But right now, here in this moment... It's, I, as long as, as long as, as long as there's no reaction of like negativity, like what, as long as what I'm doing isn't, a, isn't aggressively forcing myself for a reaction that I want. What do I mean by that? Fuck, this is like a great evolving thesis. Like, let's say, for example, you're in a relationship and then you go, everything I'm doing is for you. Why can't you love me? No, 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 that's wrong. Like, you should definitely not do that, right? Because that's unhealthy. Because you're looking for a response from somebody because you want them to love you because, quote unquote, you deserve it. No, 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 no. I think what I'm saying is, when I am doing something for someone unconditionally without the thought or without, yeah, without the thought that I'm going to be getting something back and I'm just doing it for the purpose for them without thinking that I'll be getting any reward, without, without um, thinking that I deserve something then for some odd reason hmm this is interesting okay how about this how about this when i mean that when you're doing something greater than yourself when you're doing 
something for the purpose of finding out your why without hoping, without having the expectation that that person or that purpose or that why will come back at you with affirmation, that's when you know you're on the right track. And so when I do something for my grandmother, like everything that I'm doing right now is for her, I'm doing it in a way where, number one, I'm thinking about myself first, I'm thinking about my needs first, I'm thinking about what I want for the purpose of making sure that I don't fall in my bad habits because I do not want to disappoint myself and my grandmother. Well, that's really weird to say. Hmm. It's not okay. Oh, here we go. Disappointing myself. There we go. Disappointing myself will disappoint my grandmother. There we go. There we go. That's what it is. See, this is an evolving thesis, you guys. This is what I'm figuring out, okay? So it's not the fact that, so my purpose is to serve me. My purpose is to make sure that whatever I'm doing is I'm using all the talents that whoever, that whatever I've been working on, all the talents that I've been given to express them and to get it done, right? I want to make sure that everything that I'm doing, I'm not disappointing myself because if I disappoint myself, I am disappointing my grandmother. There we go. It's not the actions of what I'm doing in the hopes that I get my grandmother to say that I'm that she's proud of me. Rather, I want to be proud of myself because I know that if I'm proud of myself, the higher power, in this case my grandmother, will be proud of me. There we go. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's the purpose. The purpose is I understand what I'm capable of. My grandmother knows what I'm capable of. And so therefore, that is my pursuit. I want to be proud of myself because if I'm proud of myself, my grandmother will be proud of me. Ooh, that's beautiful. None of this is TikTok clips, by the way. None of this is TikTok clips. Maybe I'll do like a bonus episode, but none of this is TikTok clips. So listen, if you're listening to this on the Spotify and you enjoy this podcast, um, please spread it around. Please share it. If you're watching this on YouTube, you know, if this could help anybody, let them know. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, I think this, I think this is, this is draining. Um, I was about to talk about some other stuff, but. I, uh, fuck, like, it sucks because I always have to think of, like, TikTok clips to, to, to somehow bring people to this episode, but, hey, maybe, maybe sometimes you, you don't, maybe you just put it on and then you get, like, a, you get, like, 50 views on the, on the podcast, and that's fine, that's fine, this is the Bottle Club, guys, the crew, I, 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 I fucking opened up to you in, in weird, strange ways today. I I thought I was going to be talking about this. This is a comedy podcast, and look where we are. Look where we are right now. Um, yeah, so... Maybe, maybe, I could do, maybe I could do this little story for the 
for the TikTok for the TikTok clips, and I don't know if it'll do really well, but um, no, you know what? Fuck that. I don't feel like to, I don't feel like I don't feel like I just I just feel like talking for a second. I, I listen, everyone that's listening, the crew. I I appreciate you. Um, I really do. It's been it's been a very stressful last two weeks because of this you know six figure deal. And yesterday we we launched uh you know the 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 project and you know I have five more episodes to go with them and it's been it's been beautiful and I've been so fortunate and I've been so lucky um and hopefully this helps y'all so with that said you know share this podcast around uh like and subscribe if you're listening to this on YouTube and then lastly, of course, um, I'm excited because next week we begin with some new co-host, sorry, a new guest, which will be exciting. And um, Hannah Sulak begins in August. So with that said, I appreciate you all. And don't forget, if you leave a five-star review on the Apple Podcast and you leave your Instagram handle, I will DM you a video message. Also, write in the comments below like what you thought of this episode. This was like really weird. This was like confession time or something. All right. Appreciate y'all.